0: that allows an ordinary fan to share to A platform with supporters that enter the details of players' rights. A setting that bridges the gap between the dressing room and the grandstand. A space where tactics meet opinion. Transfer news meet gossip. And the VAR system meets social media. A space for the football team. Likoko, last space.
1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to, I guess it's, you know, it's the end of the week, the day where we get to be dishing out cast cast date. I'm sure you guys are excited about that. But most most importantly, we'll be discussing PSL sponsorship. And it's part two thereof. We've discussed part one. I was deliberate in in, in waiting for this particular date because I wanted for the MTN8 to go past so that we can see how it is that they're going to be carrying out the tournament, what it is that they're going to be doing and how they're going to be engaging with us, the fans. Without ado, I'd like to welcome three of my guests. I'll introduce them in a a manner that I've I've, I've sent them invites and how I managed to rope them in into the space. And I'd like to thank the people behind the scenes for making this happen. I reshuffled the, the panel because I felt that we needed a fresh perspective in terms of sponsorship. We've, we've had a discussion where we were talking with somebody that's from CAF who was speaking on behalf of the PSL. That was Gabel We've spoken about an agency point of view. That was Gabel Omkondo. And we've also had a chat with Unsikam Sutu, who was coming from uh, the DSTV point of view and from a PR stance as well. Remember, rules of engagement hashtag Space. Any questions that you would like to ask or comment, leave it on the timeline you're more than welcome to, I'll say DM, I'll check the DMs, but if you put it on the timeline, there's a higher chance that you're going to be engaging in this quicker. Uh, Mampoza, welcome to the space, Brayaga. Bracox, how are you doing, sir? Uh, as always, uh, um, I can't complain, I'm proper.
2: Funny, uh, Brabronson is here. Uh, we have we had too many boxing matches with Brabronson. Bronson, are you good, <laughs> Bratebson? <laughs> Uh, no let's keep it
3: clean posa uh, there's some things that should not be mentioned in public spaces
1: <laughs> all right uh Bronson, i'll come to you i'm gonna start with bonks. uh Bongs is the managing director of uh exp agency he has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to more particular the mtn8 um bonks welcome to my space i've i've been seeing you as a as a listener and i've been dying to have you on this panel my brother
4: no thank you very much uh Likoko for the invite uh i look forward to the engagement tonight uh let's come got a question it's a it's a tough James. Uh, <laughs> let, let's come <can't> be on <laughs> let's come here on the spot uh sharp imposer sharp bronson uh sure, nice sure. to have you guys panel, James.
1: yeah i know le, 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 let's let's kickstart it uh, bronson you'd be fairly new into this uh the space and I'd like to thank you for taking your time and giving us a moment to try and you know mind like mind through your mind and try and gain as much knowledge as possible from what it is that you've done because I know you have a wealth of experience. When I was talking to Untigam Sutu, he couldn't stop raving about you and the amount of knowledge that you have with regards to the PSL and the sponsorship. And I was like, yes, like I gotta have this guy on my space. Welcome
3: no thank you um yeah i hope the man has not oversold me um and i hope to do justice to the space and the time and hopefully leave the audience with some nuggets that could be of use um and yeah i guess find progress in the space or sport that we all love
1: all right uh i think we can kick start it you know guys i'm going to be opening the line if you want at the top of the hour then you're more than welcome to request and ask any of the questions that you'd like to know because uh, you ha- you've been having a lot of questions on the timeline, especially with regards to sponsorship and sponsors getting your tickets or the tickets that is for the game that you love the most. So we're going to try and understand that and how it is that it works and why it is that they came to that decision, bearing in mind what government regulations they're working under. So I'm going to take this and and this is a question that I opened with uh, earlier on, but now I'm going to flip it a bit. bongs I have to start with you because we've just experienced... You know uh, the MTNH, a very lucrative trophy. How much? How important is the heritage to the MTNH, especially now that you've built some sort of a rapport and you've you've managed to prolong this tournament for for the for for quite some time. So, how important is heritage?
4: No, look. I think, um, like like many other tournaments, um, I think when you start building. a a legacy or as you call it a heritage um, and you start building a brand you know it's always important to ensure that you are able to continue to drive that brand um, and the legacy across all everything that you do so for us i mean you know wafa wafa has always been the single-minded approach in terms of what we've always wanted to do with mtn8 and i suppose it's it's within the innovation that you bring forth um every single year that you are able to then, you know, continue to bring new elements into the Wafa Wafa space. Um, I see my former colleague uh, and friend Cabalos. Yeah, he was part of the the team that, you know, had initiated this this whole Wafa Wafa sentiment in the past. And and it's always been important for us to to sort of go back and remind ourselves to say, this tournament is about winner takes all. And how do you then innovate? Winner takes all. Uh, so yeah, to your point that you're making, it's very important to always remember why you are into the, why you are in the sponsorship. It's always important to always remember what the business intentions are behind the sponsorship, but never lose focus of what it means to the fans, it means to the teams, it means to the players, because those are all the stakeholders that make it worthwhile in terms of making sure that this tournament continues to carry uh, the type of. Um, I don't, I, it's not sentiment is not the word I'm looking for, but it's able to carry the type of stature mm. that it does uh, year year in year
1: out. And I and I like the fact that you you mentioned you started acknowledging fans uh, in in terms of your hierarchy when you acknowledge the stakeholders. But I'll come back to that. I'll I'll pack it a bit. I, I'm just acknowledging that because it's very rare that you find that a lot of people, more especially from the sponsorship point of view, they would acknowledge the fans. So. Now, Mampoza, I'm then gonna to come to you from, from an administrative point of view. How we we're living in a world of COVID where fans have to be shut out from the stadium. They can't access the favorite games sport, irrespective of which sport, which sporting code they follow. How has COVID affected companies in, in, in sponsoring sport? And from, from from a receiving point of view, then that question, the very same question I'd like to throw it to U-U-U-U Bronson to say, how has how has COVID affected companies in sponsoring sport from a sponsor's point of view.
2: Bola, Cox. I think it's a it's a very important thing because one of the things and the two gents that are here and even those that are down will agree. The reason why these companies get involved is because one of the things that's important is the supporters being able to have an infer engagement. There would be activations that then happen from the league and the partners in conjunction and then the clubs and the final now that whole thing has been taken away by the issue of COVID. what then happens is now you look at it now you're using the platforms that you have available so your social media becomes important how you get in touch with your supporters as a club Because you should be able to say, as a club, this is how I get in touch with my supporters. Do I have a database that I'm able to talk to? Do I have tools of being able to get in touch with that structure that is the supporters? So social media has now been elevated in terms of what you can be able to do. Because digitally is now what's becoming more important. Not important, but taking priority. Because you can't be able to have your activations which you would normally have. Then you're above the line marketing then becomes another issue whereby you are seen on TV, you are on radio and all those things. So your digital media, you are above the line, becomes those things that now important because it allows you to engage with the supporters. But on the club side, it's important. How do you, as the club, get in touch with your supporters? Because that's how you would then allow the sponsors to be able to leverage off that and be able to do that so clubs would have needed to be able to say i've got uh, 1.5 million supporters how do you get in touch with them this is how i would get in touch with them this is the method that i would use are we sending text messages do we have whatever thing that you've got is it on your Mm. page as a club is it on the league's page is it on the and i'll say mtn because you've mentioned is it on the mtn page all those platforms now become important and then you add on to that the TV, the league sponsors like Supersport and SABC. So all those things now become important and all of them are in the digital space and it's an above the line campaign that then happens. So it's no longer just about the below the line of fan engagement and activation. The above the line becomes very, very important in how how you engage with your supporters
1: uh interesting and you know uh, Bronson. now from the same thing and and he's mentioning quite a number of 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 factors but now from from a sponsor's point of view how has that affected you in terms of giving away now the money that sponsors the sport yeah so i think there's
3: there's there's two i guess sort of um i'm I'm trying to find the right word um partners or let me call it a yeah, better word partners but so there's all so there's those that, that are already on the inside so already that are sponsoring events tournaments leagues um who are affected by covid so because ultimately when you're sponsoring generally you'll get into a contract with the contract comes a number of obligations and rights um that the brand will be paying for mm-hmm. um and a number of those include maybe things like hospitality tickets to matches um activations at venues uh, certain giveaways or um maybe post match post match man of the match mm. type of handovers um but i guess with COVID, unfortunately a number of those were affected um and and didn't um, work out as planned you know mm. um i guess it, it, every sport was affected um and even in our time one of the most lucrative sporting events, in the British and Irish Lions tour, uh, didn't yield the value that a lot of people anticipated. Um, across the sponsors, you know, you had Johosan who anticipated a number of people will be coming into the country, staying in the hotels. Um, you had British Airways who, I'm sure, thought people would be flying from the UK into South Africa. Um, so, all the plans that were put in place, I guess, unfortunately, were affected. Um, so, a big part becomes ultimately why sponsorship exists is to me is an exchange of value um, so value in monetary terms, value in product, value in value in kind um, and all of that was affected um, so different conversations needed to happen um, between sponsors and right holders and then ultimately maybe some people were intending to come into sports by virtue of, as I said, maybe the British Irish Lions tour the league mm-hmm. um, you know, Apsa's Uh, sponsorship of the PSL was coming to an end and maybe there might have been friends that were considering uh, taking over. But unfortunately, COVID came in, businesses were affected. um, So the money that was potentially available is now no longer there. Sales didn't come in as high. Uh, Priorities changed within the business. So yeah, ultimately, the world was not or is not as what we're accustomed to pre-COVID. And I guess it's going to change potentially
1: how people contract um, post-COVID. Interesting. Um, And now I'm going to come back to you, Bongs, because you also, you mentioned fans and I like that. A lot of supporters feel that, and I've asked this question before, I know, for the sake of repeating myself, but I feel that the more input I have, different type of input from different people, the better we might have an answer and try and understand what's happening. A lot of supporters feel that the league is centered around sponsors. Do you echo the same sentiment or because... And I'm asking you this because you've mentioned fans as being the primary stakeholders in the game.
4: Look, um, definitely I, I, my view is that the league cannot operate without its sponsors. The sponsors are, are basically the bread and butter mm. of, of, of the league. and And I think if we had to look at the current situation where you know, we're currently missing a tournament within our league schedule. You know, um, the, the the league cup, uh, which was previously the on mm. Knockout, is, is 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 still not back second year running. So, yes, I, I would to a certain extent say, you know, there is a dependency on sponsors to ensure that you know a, a full on uh, 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 PSL program yeah. is is achieved. Without those sponsors, it becomes difficult. But I also think what has changed over the years is that there was a time when, you know, there was a perception that, um, you know, everybody wanted to play in the football space. But at the same time, you know, the, the economic environment has changed. Businesses have changed. Uh, business objectives have changed and, and what 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 companies are wanting to achieve. And what has happened is that, you know, previously I would have said there is no, there was no way that we, we couldn't have a replacement for telco. For the telecom knockout, but we're seeing the situation where that is not materializing, and we have to start asking why is it that that is not happening, um, and that can really be about the fans. It has to be about the value that the league provides to its to its partners, and and that's the conversation that has to happen. Because if we are if 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 the if corporates are not seeing the value, then for anybody to walk into a space. And seemingly just put millions of rands behind the sponsorship, mm. you know. So right now, it's it's a very total game that, or, or let me say, it's it's a, it's a tot- it's a very different game plan that everybody has to think about. And we really need to think about what is it that one, our stakeholders, which our main stakeholders are the fans, which is what corporates buy into, they buy into a captive audience. Um, but seemingly, what is it that, from a business perspective, we are the businesses are wanting to achieve? Uh, and for me, it's, it's finding a balance between the two, and not being single-minded in the way that football and sponsorship has been approached in, in, in all over the last few years, or over the last ten years or so.
1: All right, uh, and Umpo, uh, I'm Sorry, gonna ask. Nikoko. Yeah, you, you, you can come I, in, I just wanna,
3: if you don't mind, I just wanna add on to what Bongse said. Mm. I think if if you get the time, uh, get to the like the league and other sporting codes and look at their reports and have looked at the line items of where spend goes that will tell you who is the most important stakeholder in our sports
1: Um,
3: if you find the marketing budget being at least 10 percent of what they make it will be a miracle um so by default (laughs) you know the 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 the, the, what how you build value unfortunately most times that's left to the sponsors um and it's not the job of the sponsors to to promote the league. sponsors of their own business but unfortunately um, it, 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 i don't say being lazy but unfortunately sponsors have an intent to get their money back so they will by default leverage but it's not responsible of sponsors to leverage
1: sports in south africa All Right, and and now I know as much as you're an administrator, but in terms of football, uh, yes, you've been on the admin side, but you're more of a fan. And I like that, which which is the question that I would then channel to you and ask you that. Do you have the sense, because the, the, these gentlemen have, have pretty much, they've given us exactly why it is that the league would then depend on the sponsors and, and how it is that the game has evolved and the sponsorship, the sponsor's role has evolved into us being here at this present moment and the dynamics thereof. Now I ask you, Mpohore, do you have the sense that the league is trying to appease the sponsors, and understandably so? But I'm asking you just to try and get a straight answer so that the fans can understand what it is that's happening and how it, it, how much teams have to bend over backwards to try and accommodate the sponsors. Do you feel that they're appeasing the sponsors, bearing in mind the regulations that, you know, strict regulations that the government has?
2: The, the league operating under. Look, uh, Cox, and I think, and I think that's important is that from uh, from and Bronson and Bongs have said it. There are contractual issues that the league has to make sure that uh, they deliver on. For example, they need. To, I mean, let me take a, as an example of yesterday. As much as we banted about the fact that the Amazulu game didn't happen yesterday, can you imagine that happening in an MTN8 final? Mm -hmm. whereby the stadium lights don't work, (laughs) whereby kids are clashing. All those things, those are objectives of the league to be able to say, contractually, you need to make sure that happens. So that's why the league would lean into making sure that all those things are met. Are the stadiums ready? Are the lighting ready? Are the teams ready to be able to do that? So you need to be able to keep that because that's where the majority, and if you remember, I once said, if you look at the way the league has their grants, they come from the sponsors that you have. SuperSport as a broadcasting partner plays a big chunk of of that money. So you need to make sure that you have a product that they can broadcast, and you then ha- and then it goes to MTN. For MTN to come on, they've said we want one, two, three, four, five. What are those deliverables that the league has to then deliver? That's where you would find the league then having partners as agencies who are making sure that all those deliverables are delivered. The branding, the perimeter boards, and all those things. Now, here's the thing, is that from a supporter's side, the supporters are very important in terms of from a sponsorship side and from the league side. The one thing that and I will say is that unfortunately in South Africa is that the teams and having worked in PSL is that we're not structured right. Give you an example, and I gave this example in a in one of the many conversations I've had with people. Uh, Cabell and Cox's team, you know, that lousy team in Manchester, their supporters made sure that last season, a certain fixture of Manchester United and Liverpool didn't play because they were structured supporters. Mm-hmm. They can communicate with you, they can talk to you, they can do all those things. Now, that's the power of their supporters, Can we say we've got those on lockdown in terms of the South African market? Mm -hmm. Now, as much as you can say it's the league, it's not the league. From a Kaiser Chiefs perspective, from an Orlando Pirates perspective, and from a Sundown's perspective, and I'll mention those three because those are the three that are going to get you the numbers. Can they be able to say, this is our database, this is how we get to it and be able to do that? And that's what you need to be able to have that structure and be able to say, this is how the league are structured. We need to now, as supporters, take ourselves serious enough because it doesn't help me raving on Twitter while I'm not within the structures. How does my club talk to me for me to be a bargaining grouping that can be able to do that? So that when, and Bronson can tell you, and Bonks can tell you, Bronson can say the British and Irish Lions were supposed to come here. In England, they were talking through their supporter structures. They were not just talking yes, you can come up, but it's structured structures that are able to say, you are a supporter of this. You want to go to South Africa to watch the British Lions play against the Springbok. Do we have that structure on the footballing side? Yes, we do. Do we support those structures? That's where we as fans we then don't have a collective that we're saying we speak at this voice. Because, let me use an example. Let's say Saddam is part of the structure, on the chief side, he's part of the structured side. Half of the people on Twitter don't agree with him. Then it's like, who is he speaking for? So that's what S supporters As clubs, we need to be able to say clubs need to be able to know how to engage with their supporters. So when Bronson and Bongani sit with these huge companies, they can be able to say, I've got five million fans that you can be able to talk to at any given time. And this is the structure. This is how you do it. And I'll again go to my favorite one. I'll get Liverpool communication based on what happened yesterday. I can tell you who did what, who got man of the match from the official club because I'm a member of that. Because the structure exists. And that's what we need to be able to do from a football team's side. And that's not the responsibility of the league.
1: 100%. Uh, I see I have three requests. Um, Usually I take requests top of the hour. But because I feel that this space in particular is centered primarily, yes, it's sponsorship, but it's sponsorship that will be centered around the very same people that are here who are the listeners, which then being the supporters. Come half past eight, I'm going to open. I have I see you auntie and I see you more um, and see I also see you I'm gonna acknowledge just the three of you guys and then from then onwards we'll take we'll take more questions top of the hour now uh bons you know Bronson has mentioned that you can't you guys can't do activations anymore uh because of current situation and and Mpo has also mentioned and yourself included you've mentioned communications a uh, communication rather and you've also touched on social media now being the primary driving force in, in in marketing any 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 campaign and any sponsorship that you would have in a trophy like MTN8. Now, I then ask you, in, in a country where you have about 30, 40% reach of internet and most of the people only being able to access internet on their phones, the layperson or the person that's still behind the spot does not have access to the internet, this then... It puts you in a rather uh, juxtaposition to say how do I then cater for that person that I want to cater for but I can't use the very same drive that I used to do in the past. I have to reinvent the wheel. How do you then find the balance and how do we find a way to get through that hurdle?
4: Hey, KK, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to be quite honest with you. But, you know, I suppose in understanding... Who your target, who your target audience is, and and how you want to approach them. What's important is, is being able to, to come up with uh, versatile strategies or flexible strategies that can basically reach both, you know, your audience that is able to access the digital platforms and those that can't access the digital platforms. And I think Mpo, Mpo spoke to it earlier on and said. What what then becomes reported also is that your above the line communications it needs to be very, very straightforward and 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 um, what's the word um, and and not confusing to the consumer um, because that that is literally where you're gonna capture them the most. So media becomes a very important platform that you pay in, and then PR, you know, um, and this is this is not this is earned PR. Uh, it becomes a very important uh, element of of how you then. Execute to ensure that whatever messages that you want to drive across to your consumer, you are able to to, to drive those across. Um, what we've been able to do with the mtn is obviously drive a very uh, a rigorous legends program, and what I've what I've seen out of that is that you know there's a lot of our legends that people have not been exposed to, or or rather they people people literally cry when they see some of these people that we travel mm-hmm. with, and 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 it's those kind of it's those kind of engagements that you start having. You know, I think we've all been in, a, in in a similar position where you do home viewing experiences and you do all those kind of things. There are certain things that you don't need to reinvent the wheel for because they work and they and they allow you to be able to engage with consumers even at a time when you're not really able to do large scale activations, so so to speak. So it's the it's the limited public viewings and those kind of things that you can still do with your with, with 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 your fans and the consumers. The reality is, is that we have a fan base and we have a fan base that is hungry for 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 football content that is hungry to see you know their stars, et cetera. And if you are unable to give them that in a stadium environment, how else then you need to think about how else then can you do it outside of the stadium environment. And I think we were able to do it with the MTN eight. Um, But most importantly, I think we were able to get our message across through, you know, a very strong PR, digital, social environment. Mm -hmm. So if you're not on digital media, if you're not on social media, we're going to capture you on radio and we'll capture you through our our, our above the line uh, 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 strategies. So, yeah, so I think we we did a pretty good job. I I truly believe actually that we did a very good job at Mm -hmm. that. But... I would really like to see fans back at the stadium. I mean, with the final right now um, that we had on Saturday and the the limited numbers that we had, you know, that I I, I must say it was was amazing, given that an amazing is based on 18 months. So it's not based on what happened before COVID, it's based on since COVID, just being able to see fans. In fact, for, for ourselves as a working team, just being able to to be in an environment where we can literally be allowed to do what we wanna do. Do what we 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 we, we wanna do for, for our brand, for our clients and et cetera. It was it was an it was an amazing thing for us to do. And I can only hope that, you know, through through the Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, through the PSL and Safa like that, you know, we can really start seeing greater numbers back into the thing
1: And I'm gonna press you while you've raised that issue, I'm gonna come back to you and say, um, when the tournament started, because you happened to be the first tournament where there was a whole bubble period and it lapsed and you know everybody was going through the digital phase. When you guys were having this, the, the strategy, strategy meeting for the MTN8 2021, were you then guys aware or did you have like a, a bit of an idea in a sense that fans could be coming back? Was there anything that was mentioned in the meeting with the league to say, look, there's, yes, we know this is the current situation and this is the current reality, but do bear in mind, or be it, be, be it from the government stakeholders to say, bear in mind that there's a possibility, there's a slim chance that you might be hosting 2,000 fans, or was it something that you had to then prepare in the middle of a tournament?
4: No, so so there wasn't any uh sign or any communication to that point, but from the get-go, we worked on a we worked on a strategy that that would encompass both a you know a virtual environment or rather a a stadium with no fans and then we also worked on a strategy that would say if we were allowed fans what would we do differently mm-hmm. you know so yeah to answer your question no there was no communication at the time I think the communication only came to us after the most recent um, presidential announcement about 2,000 fans mm-hmm. and 750. Indoors, etc. Uh, but even that, on its own, you know, it was it was done. Then Safa had their practice uh, situation, uh, but even with that, obviously there were some challenges that they experienced, and you know, the PSL had to be in a place of comfort to say they they are also able to do the same thing. Um, and I, I was glad that you know the the mtn eight was used as a test run in terms of the readiness of the PSL to be able to execute. Um, a, 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 a match in this new environment that we're all living in—the um, word challenges—I won't lie—but I think you know, as as time goes by, uh, I, I can only hope um, that things will get better. I mean, I was really hoping that following what happened last weekend, that at least government would would see the fact that the PSL is actually at a stage of readiness to be able to host, even if it's a third of a stadium. I mean, I'm looking at the derby this weekend, and I'm thinking. It's FNB, 90-odd thousand-seater stadium, mm. 30,000 people, two seats apart. Or even, even if it's 20,000 people, two seats apart. You know, The fact is, football, the most important football stakeholder is the fact. And without those guys, and without our ability to engage with those guys, we are losing as sponsors, uh, we are losing on that engagement that we put into because that's the captive audience that we brought into and we can't always talk to this captive audience through a broadcast platform or through a tv platform or through a digital platform or through a radio platform there is that physical element that we are missing out on and i can only hope that 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 will change over the next couple of weeks
1: all right uh i'm gonna come back to that you raised very interesting point but i'll come back to that uh Gabelo, you you've requested and i accepted you knowing that you have quite a lot to contribute and i like also like the fact that you were part of the initial conveyor belt so it's it's easier to drive the conversation and for those that have accepted their request i'm my plea is one please please if you can just be direct when you pose your question for the sake of the conversation and so that we can move forward and, and and allow as many people as possible because this space, like I said, is for people on the ground, people like myself, people that love the game and people that love watching their team and people that love going to the stadium. Mkonto.
5: Thanks, Thanks, Um I had actually promised myself that I was going to stay out of it, but I found it a little difficult. Um, there's, there's there's something that Bonks said. Um, first and foremost, sorry, sorry. Um... Evening, everyone. Uh, Your great panel, Paul Bongse, Branson. um, Evening, gents. Um, What I was going to say is we, we, as agencies and also sponsors, I think what COVID has also come with is it has taken us out of our comfort zone. You know, we always knew that where to find the fence. And I think to a certain degree, we also need to be very thankful um, that it also brought back our, our thinking energy, you know, um, and challenge us a little bit and say, how do we actually speak to these people? Where do we find them? What is it that we like about them? Um, what is it that they also like? I mean, there's been very great campaigns, which in my view, I think they've been a success where people went out of the box and also engaged with the fan and the communication and platforms, which were also used, were very, very relevant to who the fan is Um, And I I just hope for those who actually work in the industry that post this, we don't go back to the comfort zone. Um, We actually engage more with the fan and continue doing the research that we currently have done. Um, And I think if we do that, it'll also put the league and sponsors in a good position because it doesn't become over-reliance on going on the ground and just doing an activation. We'll also show as 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 sponsorship marketers and sponsorship managers that we actually understand who our fan is and we also know how to communicate with them. Um that's all I wanted to say. You can kick me out. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh I, I, if, I choose to if if
4: if if, if I if I yeah, can if I can uh... like <laughs> <laughs> so, <if I> can... <laughs> um no no KB, KB is very right. I, you know, I think what, what what COVID has allowed us to do is to be is to really innovate our businesses uh, from an agency and from a client perspective, or a sponsor perspective in terms of how we engage with our with our fans. What is not what hasn't changed though is the partners that we have, whether it is teams, rights holders in the bigger administrative element, but certainly. You know, and when you try to do that innovation, when you try to bring those elements in that are going to allow you to really, really drive an engagement, you then have a certain blockage that, and 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 our horn, you know, you can't get to the point where you want to get to. But the reality is that things have changed, guys, and 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 the reality is we things we are adapting to the new, and therefore, one would expect that you know those that Uh, 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 are the rights holders etc would also allow us to adapt and that's an important thing I think
2: Bongani Bongani is very moderate so let me say it because Bongani can say it he must must always remember the bread and butter issues Mm. I think what's important (laughs) I think what's important and this is what we need to say and I've said this on a couple of spaces not the PSL Clubs within the PSL need to do administration differently because what you need is that sports and our supporters are evolving as we know them. You need to find ways of how do you get in touch with them, how do you communicate with them, how do you know how to always have them around. Rather than the olden ways of saying supporters will get to the stadium, you want to have a concert at the stadium. Here's the experience is important. But you need to start having every club. It should be standard that every club has got a communication department, not a communication person. You need to have a digital platform manager and all those things should be things that now the league makes them mandatory for all these clubs to be able to have. to say, who's doing social media? Who's doing this platform? Who's doing that? Because as much as sponsors can come and add to that, The league is a great platform. But when you then go, the only way... I mean, I had an invite today. Somebody said to me, let's go to the launch of the Derby. And my response was, my team is not playing. But how how do those teams... Because not everybody could have gone there. How did the teams make sure that you are able to talk to those supporters who were not there because they were either at work and been able to do that? Do you have a digital media strategy, do you have a manager and, and all those things and stop whereby we're just hoping that they, they come we're just hoping to get the numbers on Twitter keep engaging with supporters because when Bongani, Bronson Gabelo come with a, a company that wants to be in this how are you getting in touch with your supporters because as a brand and we'll use MTN MTN wants to be in touch with you to be able to convert you to be able to take an MTN SIM card and buy airtime that's their mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. How do you then engage with your supporters? Clubs should take greater responsibility of their brands as clubs.
1: All right. I uh, Sia, I see you. King, I see you. Nocate, I see you. Uh, Bronson, I actually have a question for you. I'm going to give you a chance to speak because I want to ask you this question. So you can no, add on that. I
3: want to I add to what the guys are saying.
1: Yeah. If you don't
3: mind. So... Um, I guess didn't get to speak about sort of the journey that I've been on, on the personal space, but mm. um, I, I've been on the corporate side, um, worked for an agency, started in, uh, where I am now, mm. working in my own and started my own agency. The ultimate reason I started my own agency was with the grand ambition, one could argue maybe foolish ambition, mm. of going to assist rights holders, leagues, clubs, federations, with what their offering is, for example, like the value proposition. Um, it's been a journey of over almost two years trying to sell this thought, an idea to the the, the sporting um, industry. There's only one club that has allowed me to come in. And one could argue it's the, it's the club that doesn't actually need me to come in, <laughs> um, to, to, to come in and assist. Mm. And I think it speaks to the sentiment that the team has just highlighted now in Po and Cabello, around, as well as uh, Bongani around the rights holders. Because even if we had to do a survey, I'm sure Silela is here. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's anyone else from a rights holder that's on this platform. And which is the sad part in most spaces in that when uh, conversations of this nature are happening, those that need to be hearing are unfortunately most times not in the room highlighting what it is they are doing. Mm. So, a fundamental change needs to happen um, hopefully during and hopefully post-COVID around what is the presence of sport. Because sport is is a business at the end of the day um, and should be seen as such. Um, and until that happens and the resources are put in place because you're in business to go and make money and get returns. But, and unfortunately the response you get is it's expensive to own a club. But the question becomes, what are you doing to at least try to recoup yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the money that you're putting in? You know, so there was once a conversation in a webinar that was on and John Committees was on as the Cape Town City guy. And, and he was saying, you know what, we actually make a lot of money from selling players. So for them, one of their business models is in selling players and it helps them to make money. And there's nothing wrong with that. But mm. unfortunately, a lot of people don't see that. So it's like, if the PSL doesn't give me a grant, mm. um, if I don't get a sponsor, and you don't even know how you're going to get a sponsor when the things that are highlighted now, you don't even have supporters, you don't even know who they are. You don't even attract them to the stadium. Um, you know, one could argue that. Club that's doing the most at the moment is Amazon, you know. Sundowns years on the page, uh, but Amazon do from a engagement, uh, you know, and, and you need a lot more of
1: those. It can't be isolated. One hundred percent. All right, I'm gonna. I have a question for you, but I'm because for to allow the people that have requested, I'm gonna Muygetzi. You can ask your question, and then I'll, we'll move on to King we'll after that. Thanks, yeah. All right, I have to move on more. We'll um, King, you, you may pose your question, my brother. Uh,
2: good evening, everyone. Um, I've got a question for all our guests in terms of uh, sponsorship. Uh, remember when the people all the time, they say ground-level football is the future. But there's a problem with ground-level football. There's no sponsorship in any form or any way. So I would like to ask out what's what, what form of support or some form of structure that can be implemented in the future going forward to have ground-level football be the pinnacle point where we know that there is talent? There's a lot of talent, there's a lot of talent, but all this talent are going to waste because there's no sponsorship, they do not have balls, they do not have the beeps or the codes. So they end up going into drugs and uh, alcohol abuse. So I, I just want to know from our guest, is there something maybe in the pipeline over maybe a period of five years, going to 10 years, <clears throat> excuse me, that will maybe help our ground-level football come up so that they can, level or not, be in the PSL in the near future? Thank you very much.
1: All right. Uh, Bronson, let me throw that one at you. Uh, I mean, besides, you know, ground-level sponsorship being a clearance certificate on, on on your SARS return form. Uh, what else, what other return of, of investment do you guys have from, from the sport ground level?
3: No, but I think, I think the critical question becomes when you walk into the room and you are going to request funding from a, a brand or I call it a brand, yeah, or a business, are you going in there to go and bag a CSI and a donation? Or are you looking for a real sponsorship? Because those are two different conversations. Mm-hmm. And the expectations are also then different from the, 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 the sponsor mm-hmm. or, or the funder, for a better So unfortunately, when when, when conversations about ground level and um, development come up, it's it's most times a, a sorry conversation, you know, which the state is bad, the situation is terrible, which is A reality, you know, but then you're not going to speak to the sponsorship people. You're highly likely to get more success with the CSI Foundation or the Foundation or CSI Department. So, if you're looking for sponsorship, value becomes a real conversation. So, what is it that you are offering? So, even if and and value is not necessarily about TV exposure or or, or, um, you know you're going to get the next star coming out of it. It might be there's a business in a community and you know that Healthy people, if they play sport, healthy people are less likely to be sick, and healthy people are more likely to be productive, and by by being productive, more revenue, they're going to make money, and they're going to spend money on your business. So there's a social value that then comes from the partnership. But that analysis needs to be done upfront. And unfortunately, for me, the stumbling block is development is always seen as a a begging conversation not yeah. necessarily a value conversation so if it's begging and and you're okay with that then it, then it let it be so yeah. you know but it shouldn't be about guilt you shouldn't go into companies and say hey uh, men are getting money and therefore us as women we should be getting the same no 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 yeah. what are you offering and if you can describe your story and and convince someone then, then you onto something. But if it's about okay, guilt, whites are getting, us blacks are not, you know, females are not getting, males are getting. Mm. No, that, that's not a conversation.
1: Value oh. is the conversation. All right, that's if It's it. about CSI. So be it. It's different, different topic. Yeah, I get you. Um, Paul, uh, you may you 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 have your hand raised, so I'm giving you a chance. Uh,
2: and I think and I think that's important. And just to agree with what Bronson is saying, sometimes you know the word sponsorship gets thrown around, and you say. What is sponsorship? Development, is, you're never going to have enough platforms for you to be able to justify. Go to, and let me know, use uh, Bong's uh, company. Go to Vodacom, Bronson former company, and say, can I be able to get you to be able to do this? It's a different conversation. It's a partnership that you want. For me, where the key is, and I think administratively, we structured not correctly because if you look at it and let me give you an example the amount of money that goes into varsity cup that money should be filtering down to the development structures either be for football for rugby for whatever the case is but in our country those rights are sitting with private companies that enjoy those rights whereas if you look at the american model it's a ncaa model it's not perfect But those are the types of model that they have. If you look at the Australian model, the university structure is structured that way. So those are the platforms that we should be able to say, you know what? Varsity Cup, Supersport, or whoever is the broadcast right is paying 10 million. That 10 million needs to then filter down to be able to say, this is what it does for soccer, because you've bought 10 million for those rights. For rugby, this is what it does for swimming and all those structures. But unfortunately, administratively, we don't do that. And those rights, we enjoy Varsity Cup, but uh, it's private companies that do that. Because if you go to LFA level, and I'll use football as a common one, LFA level, I then say, what exposure are you giving the brand? What are...? Then those questions become difficult because you as the LFA are not geared that way. You don't have uh, uh, the lenses that are on you. Because once those optics are on you, then you're on TV, you know how many support, how many people are watching, and all those things. So I think that's a conversation for a different day, Cox. But it's the models that we have in this country need to be looked at so that we can then be able to talk to a uh, grassroots level in terms of that. All right. Without
1: making the space uh, about you know a CSI project and grassroots, because the predominantly we wanted to put focus on the PSL sponsorship. I do i do value that but i'm just gonna try and drive back the conversation back to the gist of the matter which is the PSL sponsorship see i, I see you have your hand raised i'm going to give you an opportunity to ask your question
0: good evening Likoko, and good evening to all the listeners and the football loving um people in this space so We are speaking PSL sponsorship and my two cents worth or my take on this is one I heard that a lot of people said a lot of things and I think when it comes to supporters, we actually need to get to a point where the, the South African market needs to understand that football supporters, it's business. You know, if we can understand that and you start breaking it down to things to say, what is the value of a supporter when they leave their house and come to the stadium? Who is benefiting? What am I benefiting? Because essentially, that's how the game grows. And that's how we can grow our game. Secondly, when it comes to um, uh, clubs as well, I, sometimes I don't blame them because I think to some extent we have got people who are not even sure what they should be doing in those clubs in terms of attracting sponsors and everything. I'll make you an example. There's a tournament we just finished now. It was running for the second year and it has become bigger and better and we've managed to attract sponsors. But when this thing came, no one would touch it. I did the presentation and I went with the person of the tournament to go and present it and talk to the right people and everything. And the first year, we got some little sponsorship. Then secondly, I said, let's change the game. Let's change, change the tune a bit. Let us now not ask for money, but rather ask for product. Because I realized that when you are asking for product, people tend to be more receptive than when we are looking for hard cash. So everything that you need done, be it flyers, be it photography, be it what, you go to the sponsor and say, I need a photographer. It's going to cost so much. I need water. It's going to cost so much and everything. And that is being an entrepreneur and understanding the business of football. Because essentially, when you don't buy those things for your event, Someone else has already paid for them. So you can actually move those funds and put them in something else. And that is the one big, it's a huge hole that I've noticed in football, which is the space that I'm in in, and as an administrator. In my team, I've managed to keep a sponsor for four years. And even with that relationship, how it was kept, because it almost got current during covid But we had to show them that we're serious about what we are doing. And we said to the sponsor, don't give us money. Give us kids, give us soccer balls, give us all the tools that we need to ensure that our 90 minutes can happen. And then we will deal with the cash component of it because also what we miss as regions in football and as football as a whole is to build relationships. We expect an MTN to walk into our team and give us a 12, 15 million rand sponsorship for the season, mm. whereas we haven't even proved that we can manage 10 rand. So a sponsor as well needs to have that element of trust. And we haven't even talked about the return on investment in terms of what they're going to spend on you. But and the see, trust... I, I'd,
1: like, I'd like to come in. Sorry for 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 interjecting i'd like to come in because you're raising a very important issue where you you're mentioning issues of being ser- serious about being taken serious an element about trust and now of course i want to ask u uh, uh, bongani a question relating to that and say to bongani see us mentioning trust see us mentioning you know being serious about the business and being taking yourself seriously and portraying yourself as a as a business so the whole team has to portray itself as a business in a league where, where there's lash, in a league where there's, you know, a game has to be abandoned because of kitlash, in a league where uh, the marketing department, some teams don't even know their social media platforms. It's hard to know which one they use. Uh, they forgot, either in the password of their Twitter account or how difficult is it then to take them serious as a sponsor or, you know, to try and say, okay, I'm dealing with people that actually want me to be involved.
0: Um, Lecoque, just before he answers, so, uh, I just uh, want to add something on what you're asking him, actually. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to add, before I finish, to say the other burning thing that clubs don't have, I've seen in NFT, I don't know some PSL teams have it. In Europe, there is so much transparency in a sense that the audited financials of the club You find them online when you go to their website. Now, in Hmm. South Africa, you cannot even find the audited financials of the South African Football Association online. Uh, And that is information that should be there for the public to be able to view. When we talk governance in sport, we talk about things like this. We talk about teams at LFA level having the right paperwork to be able to go and knock at a sponsor door and say, can you help me with kit? And that way you are able to give them a Section 18A receipt that shows that they have contributed and they can benefit from their text through this. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Sia. Uh, Bongs? Yeah, uh, look, uh, LeCocco
4: and Sia... <laughs> I suppose my benefit over the years is that I've never had to deal, from an empty net perspective. Um, I, I don't sponsor the teams; we sponsor yeah. the tournament, and therefore, everything that we do revolves on the tournament. So, my my dependency is on the PSL, yeah. right? But to Sia's point, though, is that when there's big games, whether it's a final, whether it's whatever. It, it, it's always helpful for a team to have the right structures in place to be able to drive similar communication. Now, they don't have to drive my message in terms of what I'm promoting because I'm not sponsoring the team, but let's push the final together, which I find that a lot of the teams do, right? But Sia's right in, in saying that a lot of the challenges that we have within the football sponsorship space, especially for those that are looking to get into the space, even with smaller teams, is that they don't have the platforms that allow them to engage with the fans of those particular teams. You know, they lack the basic infrastructure mm. that will allow them to say, "This is how easily you can talk to my people." When MTN was a sponsor of uh, Bloomfonte and Celtic, and I'll put and I'll put this to this to, to this forum, is that what we found was that it was very difficult to talk to the and uh, Celtic fans because there wasn't an official supporters club structure. Those are basics in football. Those are basics in any football club that you should have an, a proper structure. When you ask questions around what is our what is your mm-hmm. fan base, we can see the fan base on TV. We can see the fan base uh, that attends you know all the, all the important games at the team, but you never get you you. Those are just the minimum numbers that you're always going to see based on broadcast. But there are so many more. So what is that number? And because those structures don't exist, from supporters' club numbers to social media not being activated properly, through uh, now we've got WhatsApp communications between clubs and 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 members, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If those things are not done properly, it it does kind of create a problem for us in terms of I'm buying into a captive audience, and how then are you helping me to reach my the captive audience but it has to be a two way yeah. thing because right now it seems like i have to run a competition draw a database mm. and then once i've drawn i've drawn the mm. database i can then talk to the database you know but if the the club needs to come in and play their part in this whole in this whole scenario
2: right Cox, I'm go, I'm go. i think I'm, i I'm I'm need gonna to bring correct you in you on something yeah. i need to correct something and i'll go back to the scenario of yesterday and those who've worked in the PSL know if you follow the PSL rule book on this one yesterday's situation should have been diverted the league and sponsors can tell you this you go through rule book after rule book and this and and this there were so many things that were supposed to have been done on yesterday and that one the clubs have to take the responsibility on what happened yesterday not the PSL Because there are pre-match meetings that happen where you discuss the colours of the kit. What does it look like? Even on match day, you've got referees that walk in to check the players' cards, to check the kit, to check if cycling shorts and all those things. On those things, and that's why, yes, they're under the banner of the PSL. But yesterday, the clubs dropped the ball on the PSL. I just needed to make that clear on my side.
1: All right. you you made it clear. Uh, you made it very clear. Bones, is there something you want to add?
4: No, no, I just want to say with that one, I, I fully agree with Umpo. I think from my side, I was not really talking about the, what, the scenario of yesterday, but it's just from a general perspective in terms mm. of, you know, from an engagement perspective, what is important for us. One, one must remember, yes, we buy rights mm. as companies and as... Agencies will negotiate rights on behalf of our partners. But there has to be a certain element of um, accountability towards the teams mm. or towards the league or administrations, et cetera, where we are enabled to deliver on those rights.
1: 100%. And Mpo, Bongs is mentioning an issue where he has to be enabled to deliver, to, to produce his deliverables and be given a platform where he, he'll be able to fully fully you know maximize on on the sponsorship and, and what it is that he can benefit from the sponsorship. But it's it's gonna be virtually impossible for him to even do that in a league where a fan is an afterthought. I mean we've seen comments being thrown around by club owners, we've seen comments being thrown around by people that are in the administrative side of business. They don't, you know, boast or well for the league's image in a sense that yes, we value as a as a most important stakeholders. So how we how do we then expect a team, for example, that the one that he mentioned to even have a database to say I've got one hundred people that are active. And of those one hundred people that are active, ten of them are on are using MTN and five are using other networks. So yeah, we, we it's a mammoth task. How do we expect it how do we expect them to, to even have that?
2: I think I think in, in certain things, one of the things that you have to then do and it's it's something that most people may not even Agree with in terms of the clubs on their side is that I think maybe the PSL should add a marketing division that then makes sure that these things are compliance issues. I'll tell you why I say it's compliance because you need to be able to say, How are you talking to your supporters? Media space, do you have a website? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Because if it's been left to the teams, then those statements that you're making, whereby, and ironically, the people who have said those statements are. The ones that are running that clubs fine. It just, and I can't believe I'm saying this. From a team that's running things fine, statement was made by Bob Stake. But Chiefs is the one team that's running fine in the country. Chiefs is the one that can tell you how to get in touch with their supporters. The ones that haven't said anything are the ones that are not doing anything. So for me, it's going to be the league needs to then say, let's look at empowering our members. And if they take that stance, whereby they say, let's have a marketing compliance document. You know, when you're playing on the field, you've got a compliance manual, which you have to do, the kit, the this, the this, when you're... So can we not say teams now have to have the following things? Marketing, website, as basic as it is when you're in corporate or in any other sports like cricket and rugby, it's not so, it's not such a normal thing in terms of the 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 football side. Then on the marketing side, go and say website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, and be able to say that's a compliance site of marketing. So that the teams can then be able to build on that and be able to do with that. But also we need a new a new breed of administrators within these clubs. You can't have a 65 year old that's still involved and says he's doing communication at any club. You can't have family members who don't even understand what marketing is and yet they're running marketing at these clubs. So let's then get people who are professionals. There's enough professionals that can be able to assist. I mean, if if I go Cox and say I can vouch for Bronson because he's probably been the 360 guy who's gone and been able to be on the on the sponsor side, on the agency side, on the kit side, on the brand side, on the eventing side. There's enough people like that who have been through that. So maybe the PSL should say, let's have a marketing side whereby marketing has also got its own compliance manual of which I believe teams would benefit a great deal with because then you know how to communicate with media then you know how to communicate with your supporters. Then you know how to communicate with your stakeholders, not just the league but your sponsors and your potential sponsors. Then the league would run these workshops that can be able to do that. That would be my suggestion and Mm. yeah, yeah, I'm not sure whether they'll be able to take it or yeah.
1: (laughs) Bongs, I see you have your your hand raised.
4: Yeah, no, no, no. Thanks. In fact, Mpo, you raise a very, very important issue because we went through the 2010 FIFA World Cup, and part of what was supposed to be was supposed to be a learning, and it was supposed to, that the World Cup was supposed to leave a legacy. Now, to impose point within the 2010 FIFA World Cup, every single member association that qualifies for the World Cup, they get these guidelines from marketing to communications to and, and end and, and So, if we are going to use if we were going to come out of the World Cup and not take those learnings and take them from forward uh, in terms of improving our football, we've we've literally failed ourselves as a nation because we had an opportunity where these guidelines existed. These guidelines that could, by now, today, be at another level. We had them, but we failed to actually implement some of these guidelines. Uh, and I think it's important for us to take those learnings. Go back, may uh, let me not say go back, but it's important for us to really look into what are those various divisions that existed within that period, what guidelines were put together within that period that will only enable and improve our teams, our structures, our administration of football within 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 the country, both from a PSL as well as from a software perspective. All
1: right. Um I see we we have about 24 minutes left within the space. I do have some requests and I'll accept you guys. Um yeah, you have your hand raised. Quick quick so that I can move into the topic of the day, which is the custard that people want to be fed custard.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Lecox. I just wanted to add on uh based on the previous speakers, especially Umpo, when he was talking about guidelines and marketing and everything. But I just wanted to take it down a notch a bit to say that I I think in some teams, not all. We actually don't even have qualified people that are running the teams. It's about who you know for you to get into a particular position. That's one. And we cannot run away from that reality. Now, two, um, it is always important, and it's one of the things through NAFSA we're preaching for, to say have supporters or representation around the table when football decisions are being taken. Because you will run all these beautiful campaigns and everything, but if your supporters are not in bed with you when these uh, campaigns are being cooked, um, it becomes a bit of a problem. I always say, if I'm around the table and they're discussing issues of supporters, How I hear it, I will probably sell it better to the people who are not in that meeting who are supporters and actually get them to support the cause and everything. But how it comes up generally with supporters, it would be these ones via Australia. They take decisions there without us and they expect us to support those decisions. So I think the main and the paling thing at the moment To ensure that we grow sponsorship in the teams is to, one, have that conversation with the supporters. Have them around the table when football decisions are being taken. Because when you have them that way and the mood is positive and right and everything, you are bound to get more things and you are bound to get more ideas that you can work on with your supporters and those in turn will actually attract audiences, the audience that you are looking for. Because with most sponsorships, they need an audience so that the audience can consume their product and essentially that's how how you get your return on investment. But if supporters are not part and parcel of this, then chances of you getting your ROI becomes very low.
1: All right, very important indeed. Uh, chances are low, and you know, Bronson Bonks mentioned competition as the most viable way to then try and suss out you—you know—the your people, your consumers, the consumer of the product, because you are dealing in a structure where numbers are very elusive. You—you you can't have people telling you. This is a certain structure. These are the number of people that consume the product. And therefore, we want you to sponsor this because you're going to be benefiting A, B, and C. So you're kind of having a blindfolded approach into going into this thing. These competitions, now, yes, whether it be COVID, pre-COVID, or COVID times, how important are they? Because, uh, yes, they are important in terms of getting the numbers. But how much do you guys then, in terms of the whole campaign, how much time do you factor into spending preparing for the competitions and trying to find out the people that engage in the product.
3: Yeah, I think maybe, I I think just to go back to a point I made earlier, and I think it speaks to some of the points that have been mentioned, um, you know, by the speakers, is just to go back to the, the, the unfortunate situation that we've got as we sit in this forum here is unfortunately most times the great minds that exist and the knowledge that exists is never you know clubs should be coming here and saying I need to grab whatever the people that are here clubs should be scrambling for the talent that's sitting in the in, but you don't have yeah. that um, yeah. and, and which is a sad piece because it, it, it should be an appreciation that the knowledge is, and it's okay in life to say I don't know let me go get the people that know uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe in sport is is acknowledging you don't know is seen as a weakness, um, mm-hmm. and, and and bringing in people that can help is is then also possibly in a lot of people's minds a challenge. You know, um, you want to be the smartest guy in the room. And <laughs> um, <laughs> but just going back go, going back to your question, you know, ultimately, I think uh, at its core is understanding what business you're in, um, mm. and 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 therefore what your competition is so uh, I'm, I've am i got a 12 year old son a 13 year old son and I use him as an example not that he's a reflection of every kid in this country but I just watch the way he consumes content and stuff you know there's he, he plays PlayStation he can leave PlayStation and go watch people play games on, on YouTube listen to content creators and you know Those modules should be copied by our people here. The greatest storytellers in sport is the WWE. We all know this thing is fake to the core. But Mm. every day we come back because we know who's the bad guy. We know who's the Mm. good guy. We Mm. don't know them fully, but every day this drama happens. Every day, every two days, there's a drama. If it's not Raw, it's SmackDown. If Mm. it's not SummerSlam or WrestleMania. But... (laughs) The way they tell the stories, the way they build the characters, the way they build, um, you know, the the intrigue uh, and and, and there's this desire to always want more. And I think sport, that's the power of sport. And somehow I don't think it's appreciated. Um, And we've got so many great stories, but we just don't tell. Wong spoke earlier about legends. You know, there's so many stories about our former players that are just not told. Yes, you know, one could argue the sitting with Stan is helping you know bring these stories to the fore um but outside of super sport where else does it live where else do the stories get told and mm-hmm. actually, that's how you build a new fan base you know we are passionate here because potentially our dads took us to matches when we we're young and we love the sport but what about the next generation and to me that's the bigger concern that should be coming through to go and say oh as I'm driving down, I'm likely to see a kid wearing an Arsenal jersey, a Man United jersey, a Juventus jersey, a Barcelona jersey. Why can't we those kids be wearing Liverpool clamps? Uh, no, we're talking proper football teams here. Um, <laughs> you know why can't those kids be wearing local clubs? Because ultimately, it should. My just uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm going on and about, but at this point, we should have a situation where. If we had to go to the PSL today or any other sporting body and say in five years time what type of league do you want to be what does success look like for you in five years from today and what is the yeah. you are the things you're putting in place to ensure that this vision can be lived if it's about okay we're the number one league and it can be we're the top ten league in the world and we tell that narrative every day but <laughs> based on what you know if we can motivate why we are and if it's just about the revenue that we generate by virtue of sponsorship or broadcast fees, then it's the wrong starting point. It should be every match, fans come to the stadium. Every match, the entertainment goes up. We can tell oh. you stats about every year, average number of goals in our league has grown, has grown. If you go to the Bundesliga and read the report, that's what you get. Because then there's a business behind it that says, these guys are serious. There's never an empty match in the Bundesliga. It could be the worst team. And mm. I know one will argue, hey, people will tell you, I see states, I see overseas. But mm. guys, this is content that lives every day. Why should I leave here to go sit in traffic? Go, Hopefully go get, uh, 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 not even a roll, but I'm going to get Pappen uh, and, and Steak. Mm. It's nice, but it can be the only thing on offer. Correct. The toilets are not working. I might as well sit here. Last week when Chiefs was playing Sundown, you could watch Man United play, maybe uh, 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 Liverpool and team. Uh, the 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 El Clasico was on at the same time. Um, later on, in a few hours, there was the Formula One Grand Prix. Why should I leave, guys? Why should I leave home? Yes, COVID, maybe. Yes, but even a normal day, why would I have to leave home to go and sit there? If you can't and- create a compelling story for me, then don't don't uh, don't assume that I'm gonna leave my house, sit in traffic, hopefully get parking hopefully find a seat and i'm not gonna fight it someone hopefully you want my kid to come and my kid is not gonna be having someone smoking zol in his face
1: mm. yeah yeah all right yeah that, very important to you we've raised these questions we've raised these issues uh, and i'm glad that you from a sponsor's point of view you you're acknowledging what as an ordinary supporter goes through uh tapedi
6: Hey, how's it how's it Lukoko and how's it to the panel and everyone in the space. Uh man Lococo, I think everybody has everybody has had their say on the PSL and things like that. And and the PSL I'm talking about, uh the top flight, uh the the premiership. Uh, I wanna take it down to the NFD a bit because we have a problem in the NFD in my opinion, because uh, look at when when, when Swallows relegated, they had just signed a deal with with Wundai. When they got relegated to the NFD, uh, that that deal became redundant. Like when when uh, tax got relegated, they just signed a deal with Workers Life. When they went to the NFD, that contract was also not renewed. Same thing happened with IX, uh, and yeah, these are the just the teams that got relegated. I'm not gonna about teams that saw their status and all that just teams that got relegated ix also like uh huawei didn't renew their contract when they went to the nfd mm. so i'm gonna I'll bring it to the panel and ask like the blackout that we see in the nfd with none of the games being aired none of the games being streamed the the nfd is in it's in the dark completely that's why we because there's no light there, there's nothing happening there. We just hear that there's football, we just hear about results, but nobody sees anything, especially now during COVID. What does that do to the to the marketability of the smaller teams in the Premiership and the teams in the NFD? Because right now, why would I take money and go give it to, let's say, a swallows because Swallows has been in and around... The, the bottom five over the last couple of years. Uh, not not so. I lose men. Merseyside United. They've been around the, the, the bottom five for the last couple of years. Let's say I wanna give Merseyside my money. Why would I give Merseyside my money if they can get relegated the next season and then I won't see return on a uh, return on uh, income because uh, like, because they, there's nothing happening down there. Nobody can see the games. We get 30 games a season. And most of those thirty games come within the last ten weeks, uh of the league. So, what is this imbalance uh, of the Premiership getting all this, all all this attention, and the and the second division getting uh, none done to, to to the marketability of 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 these football clubs? All right, that's a very important question. Conto,
1: you have your hand raised, uh, and I would like to give you an opportunity to answer that question, Yamusha.
5: And that's why I wasn't raising my hand. But anyway, um, <laughs> he, he, he pretty much answered himself. Um, think about it this way. As as a consumer who's going into a shop and you are going to buy a washing powder, you're going to buy the washing powder you know, right? There is absolutely no way you're going to go into a shop and you say, I get it but let me give it a try. So by, by, by virtue of, again, I, I so wish someone from the league was here, to, to answer those questions because um, the panel that is here, myself included, I don't think we qualified enough to answer for the PSL. But if the PSL could actually take all the products seriously and give them um, the respect they all deserve, I think football in general will win. But um, I don't think a, a, a bonk will actually put a compelling argument to any of his... Um, clients to actually go sponsor a product that no one sees because remember at the end of the day you're sponsoring because you've got objectives and the team that can actually get your objectives to be met so that's where you're going to put your money whether be it be a team or a tournament at mm-hmm. the end of the day you are running a business and you're using um the property that you have yeah. to 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 pretty much meet your business um your business objectives if you don't have that and you can't help me with that. I can't help you also. The question, the, the reason I was actually raising my hand is, mm. um, Bong's Bryson. Based on what you said, imagine if the PSL could actually say to any of you guys, based on the data that I've collected, in ten years' time, my current um, supporter who is twelve years old, in ten years' time, this is what they they most likely to be, um, and you will also pretty much you know, assist you to also have a long-term strategy and also understand that in, in 10 years where they would likely to be. And in your marketing strategy, you're now thinking um, long-term. It's not just about this this current season and how do we finish this and how do we make quick money now. But I think Bryson raised a very, very, very important um, point there. If the guys actually collected data and also understood who their supporters are, and most so the supporter of the future, they will also attract so many sponsors. And yeah, again, I wish someone from the PSL was here to hear all of
2: this. (laughs) So, (laughs) but anyway, I think one of the things, and here's my 20 cents worth. Mm. If the PSL was to restructure and take away the MDC on TV and put NFD there, you may just have a different product. Because the amount that's been spent, as much as I love to see certain teams, I love to, you know, Sunday was a very good day. Chiefs played and they lost again to Sundowns. I love that. But how about taking that spot and be putting NFD there? Call it the different title sponsor. Call it the DSTV League. And and it becomes known that the NFD and DSTV have got that. Because you've now put a product that cannot be able to be Attracting bo bongs, bo and neel, bo kbn say, but you've now said NFD. You are now all your games that you're playing, you're playing them at 12 o'clock, and we put you at 12 o'clock so that you can be before the premiership. But we will give you TV, and there's a cup there and call it the disky, whatever. That may be a, that would have been my model of selling to the brass of PSL rather than just having. The premiership teams play again because you're showing me the same content that you're going to be showing in the afternoon how about you show me something different that would have been my two cents worth to the PSL all right um,
1: I see you guys you've raised your hand but I'm uh, for the sake of time, uh, we we very we, we we have a very limited time. Bonks, uh, uh, I'm gonna give you a chance, but, but le- while I give you le- a chance, le- I also want to ask you this question so that you take this moment and answer the question e- as well. Out of the 2,000 tickets that were dished out, how many of those went to you as a sponsor?
4: Okay, uh, okay, um, uh, lekho <laughs> don't be personal about that <laughs> um so I wanted to talk on a point that Gabriel was making and I, I think yes tapedi literally answered himself but tapedi one of the most basic instruments of sponsorship measurement is awareness so with premiership games being on TV, with MTC games being on TV, um, already our sponsorship rights fees are looked at as an, at, at, at an advertising value perspective. So, therefore, you know, already from that perspective, a 30-second ad costs so much on Supersport and so much on SABC. Therefore, when you get that value back in terms of advertising time... Uh, it already surpasses what you are paying in sponsorship rights fees, and that's what makes sense. So, if games in the NFT are not on TV already, from that perspective, it's very difficult for us to argue how we can then go into those spaces and sponsor teams in the in the NFT. Um, to to your question, uh, KK, we got so so so. <laughs> 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 hey, you put, you're putting me on. You the don't necessarily here. have to give me exact numbers. <laughs> okay. uh, a percentage would be. No, yeah. 1, so, so we got we got a major. No, we got a majority of the tickets to be to be very, um, of which, uh, we then started talking to the clubs, um, in terms of how we can work together, in terms of getting their supporter bases, um, to get a lot of the tickets because it was it was very clear from tickets were not going to. Be... Mm. Supporter structures of the two clubs. Cape Town City said it's it's difficult for them to bring clubs to bring supporters from Cape Town. Sundowns was keen. We then offloaded quite a bit of our tickets to Sundowns, um, and, and 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 even then, you know, the the biggest because tickets are free, you are not guaranteed. Give away will take the ticket, but you're not guaranteed that that's
6: 40
4: or 20 or 30 rand to travel from great, but we.
1: Right. Uh, seems like I've lost uh, Bonks. Uh, if I'm not... The, I, I don't think I'm the only one that has lost. Bonks is it's, really it's a very no. tough question. The man needed to, to protect his sponsors. <laughs> um, and he,
5: he, t-
2: he took personal to the issue that I took. He took that <laughs> issue very personal.
1: Alright. Uh, see, I, I I see you've raised your hand, but I have a DM question that I'd like to ask because um, the supporters, they want to know and we about, we're about to run out of time unfortunately and now Bronson, let's let's i'm gonna ask you this and maybe it will come back to bones but he's still connecting uh, as he's still buffering the supporters feel that yes you run these competitions to try and you know it's baked to try and have them engage in the product and to try and get them interested in the competition that would be happening at that particular moment but they feel that even in the competition that you run you still don't prioritize them Like, you treat them as an afterthought where there'd be campaigns, where they'd be promised to get paid, do that get influencers and influencers are not paid. So I'm getting this question via the DM and they're like, you know, they treat us pretty much the same way the league treats us. The league does not see the importance of us being in, in, in the stadium and supporters don't see the importance of us driving their campaign yes they see the importance of us driving the campaign but they don't see the importance of us getting remuneration out of that what do you have to say with regards to that
3: yes yes, i can only offer an opinion because i I don't know if it's directed at me personally in my own personal capacity because nothing (laughs) to do with with competitions or or anything of that nature mine is to assist with putting together uh, you know both for the brands as well as the right one hundred percent, and and, and, and I'll take this question as well. That makes
1: sense. And I'll take this question as well and direct it to Mkondo because I'm gonna take advantage of him being here and him being he was part of the the the, the you know the, the cup competitions as well. So you can give me an opinion point of view because I'm sure you've been around, you've shared, you've you broke bread with caterers that do this, and you would know what's happening. And yeah, KB as well. I'd like to have him involved in this chat. Uh, I think
3: in in summary, throughout the conversations that we've had, there's one takeaway, you know, the the sponsors, the, 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 the value and the appreciation for supporters needs to be elevated, you know, at every single presentation you should be going into as a rights holder, fans should be front and center. Um, whether it's happening, is a different conversation. And I think we all acknowledge that it's not happening to the extent that it should be happening. And until we get to that stage where fans are appreciated, the value that friends bring, and you know, and, and, and a, a full stadium with, with fans in full regalia, singing, dancing, even at home when you're watching, it just makes it a wonderful product. Um, and I think the day we put fans front and center, is that our sports, and not just football, but sports in general, will grow? All right, um, KB. Um,
5: when when Bonks was my boss, um, every single person that won a million rand and smaller prices, they've received their prices, whether it be it a TV or a radio. We've made sure that every single person received. Um, currently, now in my position, we. Just ran a very successful campaign now where we gave away a customer's rounder and a gusheshe. Um, and I think it is on all social media platforms, including TV, where we've seen who the winners are. I will also say that delivery at times is a bit tricky. Um, you will find that we we, we 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 running a competition and someone wins a jersey, right? Um, and we all know how Korea works. If they don't find you at home, that jersey will be sent back to me. So it's 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 also works two ways. You also need to be um, very fair in the conversation that I have with you when I ask you when can I deliver and so on. Um, also think that if I if I get home and the delivery guys are actually there and they call you and you're not home, you can't really say to them that um wait an hour for me or come back after an hour because they are also running a business. So we are really, really trying to to deliver um, and to deliver to all the winners. But I think supporters also, they also need to play their part. I, I can be frank and say it right here that from a Vodacom perspective, if anyone hasn't been um, rewarded with a prize that they have won on Vodacom Soccer, please do DM me. Um, you can also send a screenshot to <clears throat> I was going to say Chakadima's to <laughs> and, um He will also follow up and he will come back on space and 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 report as such whether we have actually fulfilled that or not. But what I will also do once you've DMed me is check on the trail what had went wrong. But I think um, let's all play our part. It's not only one-sided. If you give us information, also make sure that it's 100% correct. 100%.
1: Uh, Bonks, let me let me bring you in because you are the latest person to be running this competition and uh support yeah. us by akala post and they i mean we're getting in a, an era where influencers are going to be more important than your marketing team so to say because we've we've mentioned the digital era but the very same influencers would then they have this frustration the level of frustration to say but you know there's nobody who wants to listen to us but they when whenever they want the work to be done we on the ground and we're traveling but when when it's time to be there for us agnamo <sighs> because
4: yeah no look it it's it's it, it, uh, the system is perfect wanale uh, koko you know um, i think we are all developing into this new system we are all developing into this new this new ways of working mm. um, but there are correct channels of communication um and 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 similar if anybody has concerns issues or once you have discussions they can dm me they can go through you to get to me mm. uh, i don't have any issues with that uh, mm. but i think you know it's we don't to say things are not happening the right way because that's how we are treating people and students mm. um, we are all sort of you know getting used to certain ways of working and, and new ways with respect to MTN eight specifically, and the prizes, I can. Count. We do what 23,000 odd prizes in a in MTN eight period. For those winners, we make sure that within at least a twelve month period, um, where we are governed conditions, we make sure that we actually deliver
1: across all. All right uh bonks i'm not sure if it's just me losing you uh but yeah Um MTN network is not working properly <laughs> no okay yeah Ooh. so he, he, are, are you guys are you guys are you guys
4: still not are you guys still? are you guys still not hearing me <laughs> we are hearing you no. we are hearing you you are sorted
2: they no, say I, you, I apologize, they say you I... need the red network chief <laughs>
4: Ah uh, no Chief, no no Chief. It doesn't work It that doesn't way. look like
1: that <laughs> that way. Uh, gentlemen, uh, without turning this into a, a, a communication ad space. <laughs> let's 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 move on. We we've actually run out of time. I do have with your permission, I think I can take two questions. Uh but yeah, because I do have somebody who has requested and I don't like shutting people outside, man, because this platform is is about the people. So, gentlemen, uh, do I have your buy-in in terms of these two questions, and then we can wrap it up.
4: No problem. Happiness on my side. All right,
1: cool. Yep. Uh, Sia, I'm deliberately ignoring you. Uh, oh, Lanika, uh, you you had requested, but I see you 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 took it back. You took back your request, so we can then move on with 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 our chats. Pro, uh, please request and fair uh, I This would not be a space if if you don't contribute anything or just being LNG, you know because you you're part of the owners of this house and and she cannot just come here and when you don't say anything. see yeah, quick, quick, ten seconds.
0: Uh, thank you, Hulikoko. quick one. I just wanted to set out a challenge to all the guys that are in the panel who are working with sponsors and everything within the football space to say, Um, I know that they get some of the directives from the clubs and everything, but as part of us wanting to have supporters around the table when decisions are being taken, I'm putting out a challenge to them to ensure that when they have these meetings, they are at least requesting that a supporter's representation must be in the room when these decisions are being taken or things are being planned and involving supporters because I think this is how we're going to ultimately win the battle of ensuring that supporters are not the last in the food chain when it comes to football in the country but they are rather taken more seriously and this can also be done through the assistance and interference of the sponsors themselves because at the end of the day we make the product and it is only fair for supporters to be there in order to be able to support the products and um, consume the products better, thank you. Thank you. You Sia. know
2: better, right, Sia? <laughs> you know better. This is insanity, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> uh, let's 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 wrap it up. Uh, Bonks, uh, there's there's ah. been a few concerns raised okay. that your your DMs are closed. So with, with your DMs being closed, I would like to appoint myself as the shop steward. Uh, the people can DM me, and then I'll I'll bring the queries to you then so okay, before you close before, no, bef-
5: happiness, yeah. happiness, cool. yeah. happiness happiness KB?
1: happiness go, go. Bef- okay.
5: bef- before you close before you close see, I, I can assure you right now that every single campaign that is being put together it is garnered at a consumer um that being the fan the consumer of the football and clubs are asked every single meeting how do we get fans involved do we know who the fans are unfortunately from the club perspective which is being said in this space and the previous one when we also spoke about sponsorships in the PSL the teams don't have that information but we keep pushing we will keep trying there are certain teams which unfortunately I can't name that I've been asking for a database for their past five years and I've been asking who is the right person to speak to for the past five years, but we will keep pushing.
2: all right.
0: Uh, yeah. I, to answer you, I have that database. We can take it offline. I have database of all the club supporters.
1: <laughs> all right. Thank you. That would be appreciated. Cool. Uh see ya KB I'll 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 we'll take it offline and then yeah we there'll be some sort of a connection and then so that you guys can then have all the numbers that you need. Uh, Dima, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance if you want to speak, otherwise I see you have a pen that you've put there, I think that people can read, but if you want to convey a message, quick, quick, five seconds and then we we'll sky you pro, a chance and then we wrap up the speak
7: um, Thank you, thank you thank you, Ligogo, <laughs> I just told you line there, but anyways hi everyone, I am just here on the official footy Twitter business, since we are talking custard, custard, custard I am here to invite each and every one of you to join our initiative to dish custard to the children at the SOS Children's Village in Mameludi. Our target was or is 10,000 rand. We are currently on 8,000... um eh, Koko, Koko, help me there.
1: 900 rand. Are, yeah.
7: 8,900 rand. So we are a 1,000... And 100 grand short. So I am inviting each and everyone in the space from the listeners. Just throw in whatever you can. We, do not, uh, we are not very picky. Throw in whatever you can and let us um, set a date so we can go and be Custard Service. Thank you.
1: All right, cool. Pro, someone of it. Uh, Cox, thank you.
5: Thank you for, for the opportunity. Um, what a great space, um, uh, and uh, you hear our great people um, saying all sort of nice stuff, but all I'm asking of ilanga, itina that uh, we get bent on a daily basis. So when it's time to save custard, please give it to the fans, not to the influencers. The fans are the ones who are the most important stakeholders of this game. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Cox.
1: Thank you, thank you, pro. Uh, all right, cool. I think I enjoyed myself, bonks Yeah, you have your hand raised.
4: Uh, Le Coco all I want says, Okay, you now have
1: 10,000 rent
4: to your target.
1: All right, thank you, thank you very much, bonks Uh, Dima, well done, Bunks. <laughs> well played, Bunks. Yeah, so
2: great network
1: very great indeed very great indeed <laughs> and, it, and, and it's yellow and it's yellow so we we, we yeah, appreciate <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> the color hey cabu-yelo. Why why is
3: it... cabu-yelo, my cabu-yelo. Cabu-yelo.
1: all right <laughs> kaya i see you've requested sorry i'm afraid i will not be able to accept because i have to shut the space i just have to announce the two that we have two winners for you know i did say we're running a competition We have it's a lady and a gentleman. Uh, So there's one winner will be winning 200 Rand worth of uh, Uber Eats voucher, and the other winner will win the Puma cap and a tote bag. So fingers crossed. Uh, Bongs, can I please have uh, a drum roll, please? And the, the winner of <laughs> the 200 rand voucher is Walter Muhenieri. Uh, Walter Mohenieri, oh please DM me, you'll get your 200 rands Uber Eat voucher. And can I have another drum roll, KP? <laughs> 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 All right, uh, digital drum roll. The winner of the cap, the Puma cap, and the tote bag is Tabile S. Mshungu. That's her handle, Tabile S. Mshungu. Please DM me. Congratulations to everybody. Next week, Thursday, remember, we're still giving away more prizes. So, fingers crossed. Don't forget. Follow, and we're there. Gentlemen, thank you. And and lady, thank you for joining my space. Thank you for giving me your input. Parting shots. Mpu, uh, I'm not going to allow you to have a parting shot. Just do Bronson and Bongani. Then we, we can shut the Zozo. Bronson? Yeah, no. That,
3: I think overall thanks for the opportunity. And um I think in a nutshell we've got a long way to go, but with the right intention, right leadership, right focus, I think we'll get there. Hopefully we'll be having different conversations next year around the fan.
1: Alrighty. Bonks
4: Yeah, no, thank thanks thanks KK for the for the opportunity. And I think I want to echo Bronson's sentiments. There's a long way to go, and I think, uh, and I'd like to believe that we'll have more and more of these sort of engagements so that we can get to a point where we want football to be in this country, both from a sponsorship, administration, on and off the field, um, because ultimately it's all about our important stakeholder, which is the fan.
1: All righty. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Thank you to my panel. As always, great, great insight, valuable insight. This was for the fan and it will always be for the fan. That's the primary purpose of having the space. I'm grateful you guys took your time from your busy schedule and joining the space, listen, contributed, timeline, and otherwise. And the people that asked the question, I'm very grateful for that. Sia, you know, we always, we won. Thank you very much for joining in and for being the voice of the supporters. I'd like to thank every single person that took time and listening on the space. With that said, remember to treat the people that you love right. I love you all. Cheers, cheers.